It is a Wednesday morning, and that means it's time for us to check in with our favorite family physician. He is on our WHBC Newsline right now, Dr. Stan Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Stan. Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you. Yes, and I, I'm so glad that you uh, we decided this was a, a topic for you to discuss because obviously a tragic story, but behind the story of the uh, four Americans uh, that headed to Mexico is the fact, the reason why they went and went for cosmetic surgery. Um, talk a little bit about this. I mean, is this something that happens frequently? People go other places for medical treatment? And it really is. There's literally almost hundreds of thousands of Americans that travel abroad in order to get uh, some type of a procedure or to get something because it costs so much more in the United States and in other parts of the world, it costs less. So, for instance, um, when you go over the border, if you're going to have dental implants in the United States, it would cost you several thousands of dollars. Uh, If you go across the border and into Mexico, you could probably get implants for around $200. So the the difference is is, um, they have similar training, similar um, uh, types of uh, uh, procedure skills that they have. Um, They are not quite as good. That is clear. Uh, If something goes wrong, you have no legal stance upon which to um, to get retribution. So uh, the legal system, if something does go wrong, is significantly different in different parts of the world. Um, The vast majority of people uh, go over to Mexico to get things. A lot of people get drugs um, if they're going to get something. They get it from Canada, and part of it is is the Canadian um, health system. They end up purchasing large, large amounts at a deep discounted price that the United States does not have. And so as a result, many people get their medicines uh, from Canada that way. So it's just and, and I've heard of people that have gone to India, people that have gone to um, other parts of the world uh, that end up having uh, procedures that can be done, whether it's um, having something which is cosmetic or something which needs to be done, but it's just they can't afford it here in the United States. Uh, yeah, the cost of medicine in the United States is just so high that it drives people to look and they just start going through the Internet, and they're looking through things, and they say, oh, you can get this, and here's lots of reviews, and the reviews look pretty good. So a lot of people end up making those kinds of choices, and it oftentimes ends up having um, good outcomes, uh, sometimes tragic outcomes like this was. Yeah, boy, that would scare me so much to just go somewhere unfamiliar, you know. Um, and but, I- uh, but- the fact that hundreds of thousands of people yeah. do that regularly really tells you the depth to which people are frustrated with the way in which things are going for them. And for them to do that really means that they have no other good choices in order to get things done here in the United States. It's, it's a tragedy, but it's one of the unfortunate facts of life. So let's talk, I mean, why drugs are so expensive. Why is, uh, you know, medical procedures, dentistry, all of that, you know, the, the yeah, price is high. So part of it is, 
part of it is, is the United States has the highest standards of care. So the first is, is we have a higher bar that we have to reach. The second is, is we have um, higher legal standards that we have. And so we have um, a lot of procedures that are done, a lot of things that are done um, that have to be done in order to protect against the lawsuit. So, for instance, if you go into the emergency department and you have chest pain, um, they will almost always get um, a full workup looking for it to be the heart. And the reason is, is if you have chest pain, it's because you have a bruise or because you have indigestion, that's not going to kill you. But if your heart kills you, if it's your heart, then that could kill you. So you're almost always going to get a major workup. And once that's a lot of people that really are worried about it being their heart, that really helps them to feel a lot more comfortable. But the vast majority of people that do go in with chest pain, um, they don't have a heart problem. And so their very expensive workup um, ends up being something that uh, is basically because that is, quote unquote, the thing you never should miss. So part of it is this we do more tests on average than what you would see in almost any other part of the world. The second thing is, is that because we don't have socialized medicine, one of the things is, is there is no rationing of what can be done. And so I have people that come in to see me that say, you know, I would like to have, and they just list a number of tests that they've read about on the internet. And so if you go to a socialized medicine country, that is not an option, or you're going to pay for it out of pocket. Um, oftentimes we can get uh, insurance companies to cover it, but insurance companies are becoming a lot more, they're ratcheting down, and it's a lot harder to get certain things. I have people who come in with abdominal pain and they want to get a CT scan and then an MRI scan, and they just aren't covered. So in the United States, part of the reason why the costs are more expensive is, one, we order more things. Two, we have a higher standard that we are uh, held to. And then three, in the United States, um, the drug companies are almost all situated here. And they're situated here because they have a higher return on investment for any drug that they end up producing. So getting a drug to market, so any new medicine, you turn on the TV and you hear about all of these new medicines, and they talk about for psoriasis or for colitis or for any disease process or HIV or for anything like that, to get one of those drugs to market on average in the United States costs around $100 million. And so they have to recoup that cost that they had of going into it. Um, there are medicines that are not available in the United States. And they did their research in China or in the uh, uh, Russian bloc, um, and those medicines are dramatically cheaper, but they don't have the same uh, standard of care, standard of efficacy that we have in the United States. Well, we did get good news about the insulin prices being capped. Yeah, and so that was Lily. They had a lot of pressure on them. And it was um, Lily now making the announcement that $35 is the maximum amount per month. And that is 
that is finally, that's a blow, a chink in the armor. That is finally a really good thing. People that are on insulin um, had huge costs. I mean, it was sometimes ridiculous what some people were paying for their insulin. And so this this is really a bright spot in our uh, in our fight to try to help people with diabetes to move forward. All right, so let's talk about vitamin D because we've discussed that with you before, but now there's uh, another piece of information for women taking vitamin D that you wanted to share. Yeah, this is really interesting. So uh, this was not, it's not a prospective study. It was a retrospective study. So looking back, they found that women that took vitamin D, 1,000 or 2,000 IUs, for approximately seven years, they had a reduced rate of developing Alzheimer's disease. So in the United States, the average woman is vitamin D deficient. So it's not a bad thing that at least during the summer, um, excuse me, during the winter when we're not getting out as much, we should probably take some vitamin D uh, during the summer um, if you're getting out a lot, you probably don't need it. But, yeah, during the winter, take your vitamin D. It's not going to hurt you. There's almost no downside. Now, if you have a lot of kidney stones, then vitamin D could hurt you. That is the one downside that vitamin D can cause. But really, from a overdose point of view or is there toxicity there's really almost none so recommendation would be uh, take some vitamin d uh, supplementation the amount that you would get in a multivitamin is usually 400 so it's not enough or not as much as what the studies had said you really should get 1000 or more all right well lots of good stuff today dr stan and uh, we'll we'll chat again next wednesday Hey, I look forward to it. Thanks, Pam.